It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This weekend, nice weather. And it's important because it is a very big weekend as the annual uh, Concord Cancer Ride kicks off. So this is one of the biggest fundraisers for Princess Margaret Hospital where... um, Those who are in it will ride over 200 kilometers this weekend. And if you've ever known someone in your life who is cursed with this disease, you know, this is the hospital you want involved because they are tops when it comes to research and, of course, treatment. And all sorts of people ride. You know, you've got people who have beaten cancer. You've got people who have supported a loved one, those who just want to do their part, and those who ride in remembrance of someone they may have lost. But... This weekend, there's one woman riding for the first time ever. Laura Brown was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2016, and she had no history in her family and did everything right. You know, lived healthy, real sports enthusiast. So it kind of came out of nowhere. And once the surgeries and the chemo and the radiation were all finished, she had done it all and then used her athleticism to challenge her to overcome the impossible. She did an Ironman 16 months after treatment, a year and a half after treatment. And I guess uh, in her story, it would be eight words that helped her kick cancer. And I want to bring her into the show now. Laura Brown joins me now. And I want to also welcome Steve Merker, who's the vice president of business development over at the Princess Margaret Cancer Foundation. Let's talk with you, Steve, first about how important this weekend is as far as raising funds. Well, Alex, what I can tell you is that there's never a lineup of people coming into the Princess Margaret Cancer Foundation. This, despite the fact that cancer is a disease that affects one in two Canadians, right? Mm -hmm. It's the most devastating disease in our country. There's never people lining up to hand over checks to support the research that goes on Princess Margaret. So what we have to do is we have to put on events like the Ride to Conquer Cancer. Right. And, you know, this is the 11th year anniversary of the ride, and it's been transformational. Like, in in the history of this ride, we've raised almost uh, over 190 million dollars, net new dollars, that goes to the cancer research engine at uh, at Princess Margaret, and that's a real game changer. That makes a, a tangible difference in our research program, which which helps to you know to come up with cures, which helps people like Lara. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I just had a friend, a very close friend come through, had a diagnosis of stage four cancer, you know, get, got a very grim prognosis. And if it weren't for uh, your hospital and and uh, some of the advances that they've done in medical technology, he wouldn't be here today. And he is healthy. And uh, and so I, I get it, you know, sitting through those chemo treatments at that hospital, just the wonders and miracles that are pulled off uh, every single day. You get this really, uh, you know, difficult delivery of bad news. And, you know, you don't know how you're going to beat it. And when you do beat it, you want to give back. Well, Alex, you know, one of the uh, one of the ways I've heard people describe uh, our event and other events that are fundraisers for cancer is it's a way for them to channel their grief or, as you say, give back. Because, you know, if you're not a doctor, you're not a researcher, how can you how can you help? And and so people will make this a statement event as a as a comeback. It's like, you know, cancer has maybe, you know, brought my health down a few levels, 
but I'm going to come back and I'm going to be stronger than ever. And they use the ride as their statement event coming back. It's something they can do both physically and also with their resources to raise funds to help with our, you know, the, the funding that goes into our research program. So it's a, a way for people to channel their grief. And that could be whether you're a survivor, whether, whether you are grieving, maybe you've lost or, or you're riding in honor of somebody who's fighting the battle right now. Yeah, a lot of inspirational stories. Laura, we've been talking to Steve a little bit about the, the importance of the fundraising and the, uh, you know, why people get involved. But this is this weekend's very personal for you. It is. So I, ha- I was diagnosed with breast cancer two years ago, and this is the first time I'm doing the ride. I had all my treatments at Princess Margaret, and I'm, I'm very, I'm ex- so excited to, to, to do this. You know, for you, it came down to eight words, um, I think, that were kind of inspiring to you. Tell us the story behind that. So I have a very good friend of mine. Um, she taught me that a lot of people, when tragedy strikes, they say, well, why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? And she taught me that it's not why me, but why not me? Right. And and that kind of motivated me to sort of take the route where I'm going to fight this and, and not just sit at home and, and be upset about it. You know, it's incredible when you watch someone. Um, I can't count the hours that I sat with my friend um, who would get hooked up in, in Princess Margaret, uh, essentially to poisons uh, that were necessary to save his life. It takes so much out of you. How on earth did you perform an Ironman after, you know, that short of a time, Uh, you know, because you have to train for a long time to get to the level of Ironman. How did you do it when your body must have been so depleted after? Um, So I've run marathons for many years and actually about six weeks before I was diagnosed, I did back-to-back marathons in Paris and Rome. Mm -hmm. So when I was diagnosed, I was determined that I was going to run through everything. And um, it wasn't until I met my radiologist. So she's a brilliant woman. She has many letters and numbers beside her name. Um, And when I met her for the first time, I said to her, you know, can I run through radiation? And she said to me, well, I'm not a runner. However, cancer patients start off with really a lot of energy and then they kind of drop. So you should probably walk. And when she told me to walk, I said, well, you don't really tell a runner to walk ever. (laughs) And that was the beginning of me. I hired a coach and... um, it takes about, I train every day for nine months, determined to do this. Yeah. I mean, when you when you sat across from your doctor and you got that news, likely thinking, probably like me, that there's no reason why you would get this disease. You probably weren't expecting it. But your first reaction was what? So uh, when I was first diagnosed, there's no history of breast cancer in my family. Um, my mom and I both, te- both tested negative for the breast cancer gene. So it was like a, a complete shock. Mm. And I sat there, I'm like, okay, well, um, there's sort of two ways to take this. And I chose to just put my head down and, and run through it. Your athleticism, do you think that that gave you the survivors uh, where you know that you have to really dig deep into those reserves and keep fighting through? Do you think that helped you? Yeah, absolutely. I truly believe, I, I hardly had any side effects, luckily, from anything. So I truly believe staying active and as much as possible every day really helped me and my body to take in the drugs and, and handle it, quite frankly. Um, I would run before every treatment. Sometimes I ran Jeez. to the hospital and they laughed at me. Like, there she goes, like the crazy girl. Yeah, um, well, crazy, but now in uh, remission and, and living healthy and, and uh, to, to do this 200 kilometers this week. Steve, I have to think that there are inspirational stories like this everywhere uh, this weekend in this particular uh, fundraiser. 
There sure are. You know, we what we do is for all the survivor riders who participate, we affix a yellow flag onto their bicycles. And so it sort of designates all the survivor riders who are out there. And we have the bike racks set up and there's like, you know, 4,500, 4,700 bikes that are in the bike racks. And you look into this, the sea of bikes and you see hundreds and hundreds of these yellow flags. So you know that there's that many survivors Jeez. participating and each one of them has a story just like Lara does. And they're all riding for a very specific reason. But it just goes to show you a couple of things, that there's a lot of resilient people like Lara out there, but there's also the, the, the war on cancer is changing. And it's not a death sentence like it used to be. We still have a long way to go, but the survival rate across all cancers now is, is at 60%. So we're, ma- we're making improvements, slow and steady improvements. But um, as I said, you know, all these yellow flags represent the survivors, and there's more and more of these survivors participating. Well, look, Laura, I've got to go, but I wish you the very, very best. I congratulate you on your health, and, um, and uh, well, uh, hopefully you'll get through this 200. I have no doubt that you'll get through this, but I wish you the very best of luck, thank and I can't you. thank you enough for sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Happy to share it. Steve, thank you, and good luck. We'll watch for those fundraising numbers at the end of it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. That is Laura Brown, who will be riding in this particular fundraiser, the annual uh, Conquer Cancer Ride, which kicks off. So you might be seeing it around as you drive around. That is this weekend.